0: Hey, guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. Wow. That's the word I have. That's the word I have, Mac. And it's not just (laughs) the Miami debacle, which we purposely did not talk about off air. We want to talk about it live together. We did text about a little bit, and that can be
0: dangerous. Yes,
1: yes. And I think Wow also applies to Louisville and them finally doing it, beating, uh, finally doing it for the ACC and beating Notre Dame. Mac, I know you had a wild weekend down there in the 305. You don't look sunburned or anything. <laughs> how was how South Beach?
0: Do you, do you want to hear about my wild weekend? Um, here it goes. So first of all, I will say we were in an awesome hotel. So massive shout out uh, to, to our production uh, team there for, for helping us out, our operations team, and getting us taken care of. Very nice hotel that I think, I don't think I know, um, Carol the, the the lady – Uh, the family that put up a lot of money or maybe all the money to build the indoor uh, at Miami. uh, She owns that hotel. So we were at her hotel. I don't know if there was any, I don't think there was any like, you know, dealing that went on with that, but it it was just kind of a weird coincidence there. Um, So here's my wild night. So I get there. uh, we, We have our meeting. Eddie Royal and I have a very nice lunch afterwards looking at this, amazing golf course. And all I'm thinking is I am such an idiot. I'm so <laughs> stupid that I didn't bring any clubs because we weren't on PM, just EJ and coach were on PM and Mark Packer. And I was like, we literally could have played 36 holes. I mean, this is absurd. I'm very upset. And Eddie is a very good golfer. So it would have been fun to to get out there and play with him. Um, but great time just catching up. and And then I kind of get back to the hotel. I'm like, I'm a little tired, a little sleepy. I take a nap from, 4.30 to like seven
1: forty,
0: <laughs> Not on purpose. Like it was one of those where you just lay down I mean, you, and- you That's the
1: kind of nap you, you wake don't set an alarm up and you don't know where it's you dangerous. are. It's dangerous. You don't know what it's year it is. It's dangerous
0: though. Yeah. You don't know what could happen. Mm-mm. It could be 10 minutes. It could be four hours. You're like, you where no am I? And so I wake up to like some texts and, and all these different things. And I was just like, well, guess I'm doing room service <laughs> in Miami in my hotel for dinner. So uh, that was my wild time. Uh, but I will say it was awesome to be there. That was my first game there outside of playing 58-0 um, <laughs> that I had been back uh, and a couple of Orange Bowl victories there, had at least see. from a Miami standpoint, a little Miami standpoint. Um, and the game was what it was, KGD. Okay, Absolutely crazy. Actually, one of the worst games I've ever watched it was in terrible. my life in person. Yes. It was a horrible game.
1: Especially the first half. Oh, my gosh. We are getting to that game. And we are, of course, getting to Louisville's big win. So just hold on a second. (laughs) But we do have to tell you about Ingles and our wonderful sponsor here, Mac. We are excited to give you guys a little announcement. Mac, Shooting hoops if you're watching us on YouTube. We are, of course, a football podcast, and we will always be a football podcast. But we have a very special one-off basketball episode coming (laughs) at the end of the month with our Presenting sponsor Ingalls because they are helping to put on this really exciting tournament, the Asheville Championship, November 10th and 12th. And the Clemson men are playing in that tournament along with Maryland, UAB, and Davidson. So we're going to be telling you about it throughout the month. And if you're local, if you're near Asheville, Greenville, wherever, go buy tickets. Asheville's awesome this time of year. But that's, we just got to give people a heads up because basketball season's right around the corner, Mac.
0: That's right, KG. We are finally. Back to our roots. I'm living my dream of being a basketball analyst. It's so much fun. Wait till you see this episode, number one. Uh, But number two, go get your tickets now. AshevilleChampionship.com. We've got a fun little promo here to tell you more about the tournament. We'll be right back, and then it's all football. Here we go. What's up, everybody? It's Eric McLean here in the college basketball season. Get started in Asheville. The Asheville Championship at Harris Cherokee Center, Asheville, on November 10th and 12th. We've got a great featured tournament here with basketball teams from Clemson, Maryland, Davidson, and UAB. Tickets are on sale now at AshevilleChampionship.com. Save your spot and cheer on your team today. Again, that's AshevilleChampionship.com.
1: Okay, Mac, let's get into these football games. Louisville, number 25, Louisville, defeats number 10, Notre Dame, 33-20, and it wasn't even that close in the second half. Now, Mac picked Louisville. Mac had an amazing week. You went five and three and uh, I did not go. No, you went five and two, excuse me. You went five and two. I went three and four. So uh, you have caught up, caught up some games there. So I picked Notre Dame, you picked Louisville. But this game went how we said it needed to go if Louisville was going to win the game. Two things. This was not a grind, grind, grind game for Notre Dame, which is what we said Louisville could not afford. Got to blow this thing open. You've got to be explosive. Louisville did exactly that. And then, secondly, you've got to force Sam Hartman to make some mistakes. And our friend Sam Hartman did, in fact, make some mistakes. Three picks that were all deadly. And something tells me, Mac, I'm going to pull up this stat. Sam Hartman never wants to set foot in the city of Louisville ever again. His last two trips to Louisville as a starting quarterback. Eight total turnovers, six interceptions, mm. two fumbles lost. Bizarre.
0: Yeah. Bizarre. And and you know what's even crazier about that is I thought there was absolutely no way that it could end up like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I we thought were that, saying
1: it kind of in jest, right?
0: Right. Right. Yes. Totally like, oh, that'd be crazy I remember if that happened. Last again. Time. And uh remember that. And then it did. Mm-hmm. And, and these guys just went nuts. Um, five sacks. Five turnovers. I mean, Louisville defense went absolutely crazy, held Notre Dame to 44 rushing That's huge. I mean, that is bonkers. And, you know, it just made my little heart so happy for all these – what's the word I want to use here? Golden domers? Proud – I don't want to be too rude, but they are what they are. They know what they are. Um, ACC haters? People. No, not even that. Just – Stuck up is oh, really the word I want to ooh. use, you know, but I don't want to be super aggressive. Uh, help me out. What, what's a better word for this? Snooty. Who like, are you
1: describing? Notre Dame fans? Too
0: good. The Notre Dame pundits that I follow. That oh. Are, oh, yes. The ACC. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. We, we deliberately destroy them. All. Yeah, the uppity Notre Dame people. See ya. <laughs> See ya. 44 rushing yards, baby. Uh, how How was that? Was that fun against this brutal, you know, defense from Louisville? Anyway, I better be quiet quiet or careful because Clemson still has to play these guys. They better take care of business. Um, So we'll see about that. But if they kill y'all, man, it's going to be bad for Notre (laughs) Dame people. Um, I thought that was bizarre, though. I mean, Odrick Estime Mm -hmm. averaging two yards a rush. I mean, that was crazy, crazy, crazy to see that. And just really a fantastic performance from Louisville. Um, Total effort. I mean, the stands were great. The fans were great. The play calling was amazing. Execution was at an all-time high. I thought they'd have to pass the ball a little bit better than they did. You know, 17 or 24, very accurate, you know, but only 145 yards there.
1: But no you know, Gerard turnovers. Jordan. No picks, no for turnovers, a plumber, which no was turnovers,
0: huge. which is ideal. And then Gerard Jordan, I mean, 143 yards, two touchdowns, had a 45 yard run and maybe a 20 or 30 yard touchdown run. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was totally if you looked at just and I love when we do this. We've had a lot of these games. If I just looked at at the the stat sheet and took the logos away, I would think it was reverse. Not maybe the turnovers, but the yardage the and, and how the yardage happened. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's a huge deal. Um, so I, I certainly would have thought Louisville would have had the game plan where they were throwing it for two fifty plus and, and maybe not able to run the ball as effectively. Mm. So really impressive from the cards. And you know, if you guys saw my ACC power rankings. I have Louisville at number two. I mean, they are to. playing at such a high level mm-hmm. right now. It's fun to see, and
1: they have a more of a statement win than North Carolina. And we'll we'll get to North yeah. Carolina, of course. But Mac, Louisville was lit. We talked about that. Those <laughs> that stadium was awesome. Massive home field advantage. We I think we've got to start really talking about Jawar Jordan as one of the best, one of the better or best running backs in the country because he yeah. has been electric and. I when I was watching this game, I was thinking back to week 1 when Louisville was down so big at the half to Georgia Tech and mm-hmm. we all kind of thought that game was over and we were thinking, "Oh, okay, let's let's keep an eye on Georgia Tech." And mm-hmm. the culture was obviously different because Louisville came out, found a way to win that game, and now here they are, one of the top 15 teams in the country. You can tell how Jeff Brom has gotten these guys to buy in. I know it's a bunch of transfers. I know this roster was kind of remade in the offseason, but that doesn't matter at this point. Jeff Brom has these guys playing like a unit.
0: No, and, and that's what, you know, I just had no clue. I mean, 41 new players, an entire new coaching staff. You can't predict right. what that's going to look like and people that yeah. but we did know so the funny. schedule I, I was a,
1: manageable. We did know that.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, we we knew if there was, you know, any type of competency, you know, you were going to be able to to get it done and and you know, I'm sure those coaches looked at this schedule like, "Okay, we got to mm-hmm. take advantage. Like this is the year if if we're going to be, you know, whatever, we we have to do it early and often." But it is funny to me, KG, I've got some Louisville fans in my DMs. Uh, you know, just ask me, what do you think? What do you think? And, you know, they're like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. I looked at our <laughs> roster and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, y'all, come
1: on. Like, it's it's good to believe, don't but lie don't lie.
0: <laughs> That's right. Don't lie. Don't lie. But going back to Gerard Jordan, I mean, this guy has been, you know, all, over 100 all-purpose yards in every game except for that NC State game mm. uh, where he was right at about 50 or so there, and that was just, you know, a, a brutal game for everybody involved. But they got out with a win, and and these guys – undefeated, you know, top 14 whatever it is in the country that they're ranked now and feeling really good. I mean, you're excited for what Louisville has to, you know, do moving forward and and just kind of looking at their schedule,
1: mm-hmm. looking
0: at at who they have coming up. Um, you know, I I think it's important. Obviously, you're you're dealing with a struggling pit team, you know, going on the road there. Right. The interesting thing will be, KG, are they Looking ahead, are they getting too excited? Is there any type of complacency? I I hope not, but this could be a weird spot for them.
1: And you have your bye next. So, are you looking ahead to the bye? Are you looking ahead to some rest, maybe an off weekend or whatever it is? I think we obviously learned what we need to know about Louisville, beating Notre Dame. Yeah. But you need to go up to Pitt and handle it and not play around with Pittsburgh. And I still stand by my take from early in the season that Louisville's schedule is not as easy as everyone says because they still have to play a very good Duke team mm-hmm. and they still have to go to Miami yeah and they've got Kentucky which we all know about the Kentucky so they still have three ranked teams left on this schedule
0: <laughs> right so right. it's not 100%. like it's
1: complete cupcakes here yeah
0: yeah no I, I think the biggest deal was obviously the ACC yeah. play missing North Carolina missing you know FSU and Clemson there but yeah I mean in totality anytime you have Notre Dame and a ranked SEC opponent I mean it's not Easy sledding by any yeah. form of the imagination. So excited for these guys, jacked up for them. Like you said, I, we learned everything you know that we kind of need to know. Everybody was kind of asking me, you know, should Louisville be ranked? This was obviously a week ago, um, you know, before they were, and I was kind of like, uh, I think after this game well, no. will really be the 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 kind of yeah they do mm-hmm. and, and exactly how they played there. So glad they're getting their love and and continue to see how they can grow and change and, and even get better. KG,
1: without a doubt, Jeff Brom has. Already elevated this program like we thought he would, probably even more so. And I want to say one thing about Notre Dame. I saw someone tweet this and I thought, that's it. That's exactly right with Notre Dame. It can be exhausting every week being the other team's Super Bowl. And I feel like eventually you take punch after punch, especially on the road. And it's just going to be tough. Now, Louisville was the better team. Don't get me wrong. That was obvious. Yeah. But Notre Dame goes to Duke. It's their Super Bowl. They had Ohio State before that. I mean, the schedule's been kind of brutal. And now they're right. going to Southern Cal. So yeah. it adds up for Notre Dame. They weren't good enough to win that game, no matter what. But I do think there's an element of that where yeah. you get every team's packed stadium, right? You get every sure. team's sure. juiced up fan base. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It you know it stinks. You know, and it sucks. I'm not that saying they don't I feel sorry for, for at all. It sucks. You know, it stinks. There's nothing to play for. Probably no New Year's Six. No conference mm-hmm. championship. Have fun in your uh, holiday bowl, whatever it is. That's an ACC bowl. <laughs> I'm being rude to one of our bowls. Now they might <laughs> no end up potato there. Bowl. Yeah, who knows? who knows? You know, fill that void. Fill, fill that void for us. You got it. Thank you for being a ACC card holder. Yeah,
1: yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Okay, Mac. I have to know all of your thoughts. I have to know your entire experience in Miami for this football game. Georgia Mm -hmm. Tech beats number 17 Miami 23 to 20. This is the one pick I actually really got right that we were different on this uh, week because Georgia Tech was better than the Bowling Green situation, obviously. And Miami coming off a bye. How serious are they going to take Georgia Tech? The first half was hideous. The first half, (laughs) it did not look like Miami was super locked in, ready to go. And Georgia Tech didn't score either. Then we get to the second half. And I'm going to tell you just from my experience what happened. We had gone to the Clemson game. We had been out all day with the baby, et cetera. So Miami gets that first down with like two minutes to go. And I'm like, we're done. Turn off the iPad. I'm going to sleep. This is over, obviously. It's a great call.
0: It was a very easy call. Miami's
1: going to be completely fine. I'm sure people all across the nation did that, Mac. (laughs) Then I wake up. My son starts screaming at 5 a.m. because he is always hungry. And I go to feed him. I am checking my phone as I am feeding him and I see Miami lost the football game. I was shocked. Mac, you were there. (laughs) Take me from your vantage point of this egregious coaching mistake for Mario Cristobal to not take a knee. Hmm.
0: Yeah, very bad. Um, bad. I I do want to start at the very beginning of that though, uh, because here's the deal on radio. I was 100% with everything that you said. I said, there's no way. This is way too many points. Yeah, there's a lot of Georgia points. Tech's going to be ticked. They're going to respond. Miami's going to be sleepy. I was 1000% with you. And then as all things happen, I start doing more research. I start getting excited. I start loving Miami. And I'm just like, oh, these guys are going to run for a million yards yeah, and yeah. run this thing up. And uh, so that's why I, like an idiot, picked them in this one. Uh, on our podcast. Mac, you were so not an idiot. You went radio. five and two this
1: week. You're allowed to make a mistake.
0: <laughs> would have been nice to I also picking Clemson might've been dumb. Yeah. There we go. So I'm, we'll get we, to that. My tigers, my tigers bit me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to set the stage because, or think about the stage because we were literally sitting on our desk yep. about to do the show. And it was kind of awkward because we're on the Georgia tech sideline oh. and the athletic directors right there. Other personnel are right there, and we're like talking about, oh yeah, we're going to ask Mario this, we're going to ask Mario that, blah blah blah. So blah, had blah. you
1: already basically t- talked to the SID and had Mario lined up? I'm it guessing. was all done. Yeah, everything right, was done exactly.
0: Everything was done, and because uh, the game is over, the game there is yeah nada, there is zero chance that these guys anything happens. Um, and so then we're looking at the clock, and I'm just sitting there like, why are they in shotgun? Yes, why? Are they taking a knee from the shotgun? Um, And then they run it. And I'm like, "Mm, don't like that. This is weird. And then he fumbles. And we're just like, there is no way that just happened. And we're all just looking at each other like, why did they not take a knee? Like, what? There is no reason. No reason. And I don't want to be like.
1: We're all in a simulation.
0: It's a glitch. There was a massive glitch in the simulation. I I don't want to be like rude and. There's been a lot of people saying a lot of derogatory stuff, but that was a horrible, like just bad. It was bad. There's no like, way around one of coaching. You can't. There's no not way around it. that.
1: It was this terrible. dude's been
0: coaching for 13 years. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I don't know. I don't know what the any, thought process was for your
1: knowledge as being a guy who played. Is there any way that they said take a knee and TVD no. no. Like called no. out of it. No. Why, yeah. Why would that happen? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So they, What should have happened is he called, called, called into play. it.
0: He should have called into yes, it. DVD he should have said, no, out man, of it. we're taking a, that. I mean, and not really. I mean, he's got to do what he's told. I don't know. Um
1: I look at this the side and be like, what?
0: I can say this with all honesty. And again, I, I don't want to be super negative because it, it sucks. It just is what it is. That was the worst football decision I've ever seen in my entire life. Like ever. Ever. And yeah. what's fascinating, KG, is – I think back the last three weeks there have been games that have been lost because of coaching decisions mm-hmm. and like it is so evident this year more than most it feels like to me. Florida State, Clemson you don't run it on third and one and you you lose the game essentially. Duke running prevent defense mm-hmm. on fourth and 16 instead of heating them up, lose the game. And then this, which this one's the most egregious like yeah. by far. The others are whatever could happen. This is like Very silly. Um, I've never seen anything like it. But then,
1: but here's the crazy part, Mike. They fumble it, and then Georgia Tech makes two incredible plays. So,
0: so now let me walk you through that. (laughs) So, first of all, there's like jubilation on the sideline when the fumble happens, and we're all just like, what? And so, we're seeing everybody, everyone's cheering, everybody's going crazy, and we're just like, okay, this is gonna be interesting. And, uh, you know, you still, here's the thing as a
1: fan, you still don't think Georgia Tech's gonna win.
0: No, no, no. You, you, you think it's don't. Over. I mean, still, it's like okay. Well, this is weird. Now it's you know the game's going to take longer to get to us. And uh, you know Haynes drops back and throws that ball, which by the way was this close to getting picked yep. off. Like just drops it right over the top, and we're just like, they've got a shot now. Like there is a legitimate. But he doesn't shot. get
1: out of bounds. So now they're sprinting. No, he doesn't get out of bounds. They got the hurry line, up,
0: yeah. get it down, whatever, because they don't have any timeouts. That's the other part of the equation. The game was legitimately over. So they get up there, run the play. And KG, I kid you not, I'm sitting there watching the receivers, and when I saw scramble drill and that young man put his foot in the ground and went right, I was like, oh, shoot. Like he's wide open. open. He's open. Like it's over. It is over. And Haynes, like it was one of those moments. I don't know how I did it, but it was just like back and forth. Like you're looking at everybody. And Haynes like gripped the ball like he was about to rip it, saw how wide open he was, and just totally changed and just floated it. Like a basketball. And I was just like, oh my gosh. That was insane. Everyone's going crazy. Sidelines erupting. We're all just sitting there like, this is Did that just happen? Because it literally happened right in front. The guys are spreading by our stage, all this stuff. Um, And and it was so much fun. But then there's still a chance. Then they have to line up with one or two seconds left and kick off, which there was some drama in between. They didn't kick a field goal. They took a knee. Then they're kicking off. And they kick it out of bounds. Oh, nobody! Remember, I no, you don't even know this. Honestly. You don't even know this. They kicked it out of bounds. KG, <laughs> Georgia Tech just has to put the ball in play, and the game is over. They kick it out of bounds at like the forty. It wasn't even a good kick. It was at the forty-yard line. So, Miami. There's a shot. This is so crazy. Nobody wanted to win this game. <laughs> nobody. Miami has a chance, and here's I'm more. I'm even more ticked about this than the knee. They tried to do this razzle-dazzle play that took 5 minutes cuz they're all everyone's like throwing the ball all around and uh-huh. someone gets jacked up at the end of it. But why not take a shot downfield with Wait, there's Kobe no Young, way you can be more receivers. mad about
1: that than the knee. There's no
0: way. Well, that <laughs> you're right. Not not that mad. But <laughs> that was essentially no shot. Why not yeah. drop back and toss it with your great quarterback? Right. Um it was so dumb. It, it's just what a the crazy ending of the game. game was bizarre. But the finish, I mean, honestly, it's, it's
1: miracles. It's yeah, what miracles. It's are a miracle, miracle for Georgia it Tech. Was crazy. But here's here's the thing, Mac. With all that went down with at the end of that game, the way the game played out, Miami really did not deserve to win that game. Like they didn't no. play well enough. No. They were Neither going to escape. It should have been a tie. Should have been. A well, tie. as a team that was a <laughs> twenty-one point dog, Georgia sure. Tech. You know, sure, sure. The sure, fact sure, that they were sure, about right. to win it. How many yards? Let me look up this team stats real quick. But I think like Georgia, Georgia Tech had like 100 yards. controlled the game, especially the second half.
0: Mm, maybe. Oh, the stats aren't even up here. What are we doing? What yeah, the Paul's box
1: score is not pulling up for this game. This this game is so broken that Mario, the box Mario's score trying, isn't Coach, even online.
0: Coach Cristobal is trying to just eliminate this game. Yeah. Anyway, when I was looking at it, Georgia Tech had like 100 yards. I mean, it was not good. This was an awful, boring game. And they found a way to win and coach key dominant on the road. I don't think he's ever lost against a road ranked opponent. (laughs) Never lost. Um, and it was fun to talk to him. I mean, the emotion, the passion. Yeah. That dude, I mean, and to
1: bounce back, Mac, to get your locker room back after the bowling green debacle is impressive. They fired their
0: D coordinator. They fired the D coordinator in the middle of the season. I mean, your guys could be like,
1: we've, we've ruined our season. Like what do we even have to play for? But obviously that was not the problem. I, You'd think like it would be a great win for Georgia Tech if they didn't have the Bowling Green disaster. It's still a great win. <laughs> how does where does Miami go from here, Mac? If you're in that locker room, well,
0: here yeah.
1: How do you emotionally and you have UNC this week? Yeah. How do you emotionally put that behind you? That would be so brutal.
0: Yeah. Well, here's here's the deal. First of all, Coach Chris Ball is flushing. I I hope ultimately, like you know, he goes into. Uh, you know, he goes into that meeting or whatever it is and, and just literally says, we messed up.
1: Says so that's on We lost
0: you the game. Yeah. We're sorry. That was totally on us. You guys did what you should have and could have. Um, Willie or will I don't know. Um, but should. I mean, that would help, I think, with guys kind of moving on. It's like, mm. well, it's over. You know, there's nothing we can do. Um, and then you just kind of relish in the fact that you have an unbelievable opportunity on sun- Saturday night, primetime, against one of the best teams in the country. Um, and and – let's spoil their season, you know, well, like let, let's mess up what they've got going. Miami's- that would that would be the ultimate go ACC moment because I kid you not, it EJ really and I were talking about for a week that this was going to happen, that Georgia Tech was going to embarrass the yeah, league, lose to those guys, of course. and then beat Miami at home when we're there it's in time with Stephen A. Smith.
1: It's unbelievable. It's college football. Here's the good news though, Miami fans. I know we've got some Miami fans who watch our pod. We appreciate you guys. The season's not over. It's not over. You win the league with one loss, especially a fluky loss. The committee understands. Yeah. You. I mean. You're fine. You honestly, like, you didn't play very well, but you should have won. The the committee sees that. You run the table. You beat Florida State. You win the ACC. Maybe you beat Florida State twice. Uh, (laughs) You're in the playoffs. So your season's not over. I think we got to be clear about that. But this no, does no not problem. help you.
0: No, it's, <laughs> but it's not over. It's, I don't know if this does count as a quality loss. I don't think it does. <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> you, you well, know you, lost exactly. <laughs> you lost yourself. Exactly.
1: You lost yourself in your rank. It's a
0: rank loss. It's a rank mm-hmm. loss.
1: Exactly. Just baffling. <laughs> Just baffling, Mac. Un, <laughs> unreal. That's college football. It's college it football. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of college football, let's get to this North Carolina game because this is Ooh. the game I was so wrong about, and I'm happy to be wrong. <laughs> Number 14, North Carolina beat Syracuse 40-7. to And, Mac, this is how I know that people are watching the pot Because I had so many North Carolina fans coming at me in my Better mentions manage. on Twitter. First of all, after Tez Walker was freed, they said, do you still want to have Syracuse to cover? And I stuck with it. I said, yes. Again, <laughs> terrible decision. Um, and then I guess I said this. I looked back at my notes. I didn't have this in my notes. So if I said this, I was definitely wrong. I talked about how North Carolina had not been good against the spread. They've been very good against the spread. The only game they didn't cover was App. So if I said that, I was wrong, for sure. And they cover again, Mac. This was the kind of performance we've been waiting for from Drake May. 33 of 47 for 442 and 3 touchdowns. He was perfect. And these receivers – and they ran the ball well, too. It was just – you can't ask for much more. And the defense was great.
0: Yeah, it really was. I mean, they they went for – Quick math, six hundred and forty-four yards. I guess the conference opponent. Right. A conference opponent who, again, has has had a a pretty good defense, you know, throughout this entire yeah. you know, season, this last couple of years, the run that they've been on. Um, and they were electric. I mean, Drake, I, I don't think I don't know if we've seen him play better than that, quite frankly. I mean, the throws that he was making, the decisions that he was making, ran the ball well, uh, you know, just really slinging it. All Swing. over the yard, getting a bunch of people involved. I mean, almost had three hundred yard receivers, um, and got his guy Tez going. I mean, it was it was fun to watch, quite frankly. And he he was just, it was like poetry in motion. The, mm-hmm. the throws he was making. Kobe Pesor had a really sick catch. Uh, you know, kind of like that one handed behind him. He's got to bail his guy out. Uh, Nate McCullum had a diving post. I think for you know close to fifty yards or, or something of that nature. Just really impressive stuff, I mean, for from this entire team. And I think they're getting better, um, you know, and and certainly we get to see that Saturday night against yeah. Miami at home here. Um, just a good indicator always, right? Like, here's the deal. Miami's going to be up for that game. They're going to be ticked off about this one, and you're going to get their best, you know, kind of swing here. And, and what are you able to do? What things are you able to get really going? But I love what I've seen from UNC. Really, Florida State – UNC, Louisville mm-hmm. are playing at such a high level right now. It's, it's fun. It's fun to have all three of those.
1: UNC, it, there's not much to analyze because they were so good. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's no complaints here. They, they were <laughs> exceptional. And you could argue Florida State has the best win maybe. Um, no, I would know. Louisville now is the best win with Notre Dame, I would say. But Florida State has the LSU win. So you've got those statement wins. But North Carolina, you could argue, has been more challenged week to week. Right. Their schedule, they haven't had a week where they can just kind of lay back. Now, yeah. Syracuse, of course, they destroyed them. And uh, Minnesota, they they won that game pretty easily. Pitt, they ended up winning it pretty easily, but they were on the road. App, of course, was crazy. They have been challenged kind of every week of the year. And right. that's impressive to me. North Carolina has been very consistent. And that, that was the big issue with them last year. That's what Mac Brown was telling us.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, when they're playing these Power 5 teams, they're blowing them out. I mean, yeah. it, it's – it's been impressive to see, you know, again, the App State deal. It just is what yeah. it is there. But, I mean, th- these guys killing South Carolina, Minnesota, Pitt, and Syracuse now. Mm-hmm. Um, it- it's impressive. The consistency is impressive. Uh, again, when you have a high-level quarterback like that, it was kind of like, okay, let's see some stats. Let's see some touchdowns. And he said, okay. okay <laughs> here you go. Yeah, got you. Got you. <laughs> heard, heard that. Uh, he- here we go. So, very impressed, like I said, with North Carolina. And I think they're a really good team. I mean, it's fun to watch. Right? They are.
1: All right. More UNC Miami coverage coming this week. We have a UNC guest on Wednesday. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that one. <laughs> Mac, a game, uh, another game here with a very good team. We just mentioned Florida State. Florida State handles their business against Virginia Tech. They beat Virginia Tech 39-17. to Virginia Tech does cover. <laughs> and we did tell you that That's they right. would. So uh, now, barely. All right, it was close. Barely, barely. But Virginia Tech did cover. Florida State dominates that first quarter, twenty-two to zero. They do not look like they're coming off a buy. Virginia Tech does not look like they're coming off a win. Virginia Tech claws back into it. They had the kickoff return, which was pretty impressive. But overall, I just thought Florida State. They maybe let Virginia Tech in back or back in the game a little bit, but still, they dominated this game. Florida State looked really good, and Trey Benson. Was mm. a monster. That was, I mean, 200 for this guy. That was, what was his yards per carry, Mac? Oh, my goodness. 20. Yeah, 20 20-something. Something. Yeah. Wow.
0: It was incredible. Big game for him.
1: incredible.
0: And it, it was fun to watch. And, and that's, what, uh, you know, that, that's what, you know, that's what you want to see. Because we had been talking about, you know, he doesn't really look himself. He's yeah, kind of hesitant yeah. as he's running through holes. Not today. <laughs> Not in this game he wasn't. Um, you know, he, he was killing guys. Had an 85-yard touchdown. I think had a 60-yard touchdown uh run there and just really effective you know and and fun to see because he he's an excellent player mm-hmm. super explosive and and just hard to tackle i mean he he's such an electric guy and you know then jordan just casually operating the offense you know throwing the ball up to johnny wilson who who did get hurt mm-hmm. um you know interesting and and something that we'll have to follow there to you know see how he's doing but i mean these guys whatever they wanted on the ground they, they were able to get it 282 yards rushing um again 200 of that coming from Trey Benson. So these guys playing at a high level have Syracuse, again, who just limping right now. Brutal. Uh, and Syracuse, and, and this is a
1: classic Syracuse October, right? It is. Just it is. brutal schedule.
0: Yeah, your, your reward for going, you know, 4-0, 5-0, whatever it is, is Clemson, North Carolina, FSU, back-to-back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So have fun with that. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, we'll see what you do on the other side of it. You know, it'll be interesting to see. But, you know, I, I think – these guys continue to roll. I bet we see them run the ball at a extremely high clip again uh, this coming Saturday.
1: Were any concern for you, Mac, with a the twelve penalties that Florida State committed, or b that they did give up two hundred rushing yards to Virginia Tech? Any yeah. concern there?
0: You know, I, I think uh, obviously penalties is is something you can certainly control and and try not to you know be affected by that. The the rushing. You know, it was something it was that drones. I thought, exactly, 80 of it was drones. And that, we kind of thought that that was going to be an issue. And, and there was some chunky plays. There was a 40-yard run. There was a 30-yard run. Again, I kind of look at those as as outliers, right? Because, you know, when you see that, you know, for the majority of the game, you're doing work and you're doing what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do. And then a guy eventually pops. Like, stuff like that happens. So, I would say no. You know, I, I wouldn't say a okay. big concern. I mean, this was good to see. Now, maybe, would would you like to see them – you know, not have a zero in in the score column in the second quarter and continue to push down the hammer, yes. Uh, Where kind of momentum did a big shift, and you're kind of like, oh, my it gosh, did. are we watching the Boston College game again? This is <laughs> yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. What are we doing here? Um, you know, and then they responded nicely in the third, scoring 10 points and, and capped it off with a touchdown at the end there. Um, so I don't, I don't think so. No concern. I think these guys continue to play better. This was probably one of their more – Close to full games, but not quite Mm -hmm. complete. I think, again, there's still another level we can see from Florida State.
1: Yes, I agree. Something I didn't mention when we were talking about Louisville, a weird quirk with the schedule is that Florida State, North Carolina, Louisville are all undefeated, and none of them play each other. It's the matrix. For the rest of this season. And I saw someone else tweet this, Mac. We're going to see more of this with these super conferences where because you only have so many games. Now this just happened to be this way this year in the ACC, right. but that's going to be fascinating to see. Um, you're not going to get that head-to-head tiebreaker, so every single game counts. You cannot slip up. Well, and, it's, it's
0: actually um, the ACC did that on purpose so they could have
1: you know the most undefeated. Oh, of teams. course. Yeah, so genius. So well done. I mean, so when, you can, when you can see the future, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Mac, one more game before we get to our speed round, and this is the Clemson game. Clemson beats Wake Forest, seventeen to twelve. I said this to you off air and I'm going to stand by it. I think this game was more embarrassing for Clemson than the Duke loss. (laughs) And it's pretty simple because Duke's good. And anybody who watched Clemson Duke could see Clemson. Now the fumbles were embarrassing because it's like, what are you doing? But obviously Clemson was better than 28-7. I'm not saying they're better than Duke because they didn't beat them. But this game, the offense just looked Inept. The defense played great. I thought the defense did its job, but you've got an offense that could not put together sustained drives. Right? Could not do it.
0: Right. Against Wake Forest, who
1: we don't think is very good, Mac.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. And and just kind of looking at their you know plays here: three and out punt, two play fumble, three and out punt. Uh, Another fumble
1: then, uh, with Cade and Shipley in the yeah, exchange.
0: It, it drives. And it should have been a pull. It was 100% a pull. Yes. Don't know why he didn't. I mean, he would have had a ton of yards. Uh, so then you score. You go on a 16-play drive. Looked awesome. You know, really effective. Um, you know, big, chunky, seven-minute drive. Capped off with a touchdown. Punt, punt, field goal, missed field goal, punt, touchdown, end of game. And you're just like, <laughs> it's yeah. so brutal. And uh, it it was weird. Like, the play calling was – it was like a perfect mixture of what we've seen recently, which we get really excited about, and then going back to Duke. Yeah. And you're just like, what is happening? Like, well, <laughs> I thought we were done with all this. You know, it's like this weird paradox that it's you're watching here. And I think there's a couple of reasons for it, you know, of guys not being effective. But, I mean, Kate averaged like three and a half yards of completion. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not four four – four and a half. Excuse me. I don't, I don't want to take a yard away from him. Um, that's not good, right? Like throwing the football – uh Shipley's average let me pull this out again see what he was averaging per rush um he's averaging more per rush than you are per a throw that's well, not and that's good. why you
1: keep giving the that's ball not to Shipley
0: <laughs> right
1: Shipley was the only reason Clemson won this game yeah why it it felt like the Florida <laughs> State game and even the Syracuse game this offense looked a lot more unleashed looked a lot more creative you're taking shots downfield you're trying different things none of that against Wake I
0: don't know Weird. It's so puzzling. The the inconsistency that we're seeing from these guys is, is just frustrating. And it's yeah. on a lot of different accounts with the, you know, coaches, players, guys making plays, guys not making plays, turnovers, situational, all these different – it's a it's a weird, weird thing. And I'm sure there's a million, you know, kind of thought processes out there as to why that is uh, and, and what's wrong, what's not wrong, all these different things. But, you know, you just have to figure it out. I mean, there, there's promising players all throughout this roster. I mean, the things that you're seeing – the guys that you have, but it's just like story of Clemson's live these last three years. It's not everybody the same game and everybody's not on the same page every single mm-hmm. time. I mean, I remember doing film study two years ago, uh, you know, when we're breaking down games and it was like a 12 or 11, you know, play stretch, And on every single play, there was someone else doing something wrong. And you're just like, what is happening? What What is going on? It is so weird. So, So
1: where does that come from, Mac? What is that?
0: I mean, it's. I don't know. Is it coaching? I don't know. It's weird. It's details. It's guys not paying attention. I mean, there's there's a lot of different things. And yeah. again, I, I think that Clemson fans have kind of their ten hats on and have their different conspiracies for what everybody's it is. Mad. Um, everybody's mad. Everybody's um, mad. But it, you got to win. And you know, Coach Sweeney ties Frank Howard for the most wins ever in Clemson history. Um, you know, ironic enough, that was against the team that I think that was his first one ever, Wake Forest. You know, and and being celebrated there. I'll have to look that up. To, to no, no, the
1: weight, weight game was the game that got uh, about and fired.
0: Got him fired. Okay, so there you go. Got him fired, then he wins, and, and it becomes the all-time leader against them or tied for it at least. Um, so that's kind of interesting. And then, you know, the offensive line play has just – it's been tough, KG. I mean, guys aren't getting yeah. pushed in short yardage. And I know a lot of people want me to, to – speak out on this and maybe be negative but (laughs)
1: poor Mac everybody (laughs) goes to Mac and says Mac what is wrong with the offensive line
0: (laughs) and it's tough. Mac
1: can't fix it, guys. He can't fix
0: it I can't. And here's the deal. When they're like man can you go coach for it? Why would I want to do that? So you can say that (laughs) dumb crap about me whenever that would happen, (laughs) if that would ever even happen. And here's the deal Thomas Austin's a lot smarter than I am. That's (laughs) that's just the honest truth there. So They just have to figure things out, KG. I don't think there's any doubt that this defense is really good and playing at a high level. And I don't have any doubt that this offense can. They just are very inconsistent right now, and that's painful to watch. It really is.
1: It is. Here's what's so interesting about Clemson. Is this roster as talented as the national championship rosters? No. Yeah. I don't think so. But did they almost beat Florida State? Should they have beaten Florida State? Right. Yes. So it's talented enough, right? It's yeah. talented enough to win the ACC. Yeah. And you're not getting that out of these guys, right? And to me, I think that ends up falling on the coaching staff. Yeah. I, I do. I mean, you're the one that assembled the roster, right? You're the one right. that chooses to not use the portal. So, yeah. I, I think that's where a lot of the frustration lies with Clemson Flames. and it's 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 with this coaching staff. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. you got a lot of younger guys, a lot of inexperienced guys, and you know, a lot of people pointing fingers.
1: Can't lose the <laughs> from bye From the week.
0: outside. From the outside. I'm not saying the, the coaches or players are doing that, but right, from right, the right. outside. And, yeah, can't, can't lose the bye week. Can't, can't lose the bye, the bye week. Don't Clemson have probably present.
1: needs a bye. And maybe a little bit of looking towards the bye for these guys because they played well against Syracuse. Hey,
0: whatever you want to blame it on, we can do it.
1: <laughs> they played well against Syracuse. All right, let's run through our speed round last three games here. NC State mm-hmm. beats Marshall. And they cover Mac. We love to see it. They win 48-41. MJ Morris era is here. And the offense, I didn't know NC State was capable of scoring 40 in a power five game. <laughs> I like this. I am very excited for NC State moving forward. MJ Morris, rough start. First play or first throw is a pick. Two picks in the in the first quarter. But Mac's gonna tell us, not his fault. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And he bounced back, didn't let that affect him. Some concerns with the defense here, but I think it was just a lot of these picks putting the defense in a bad position. Yeah. But overall, this is good news for NC State.
0: Going yeah, no, no, no no doubt about it. <clears throat> and uh, can't, you mentioned those picks. It was funny. You know, we're doing TV and doing these different things. And I come back and, and I look at just kind of the stats to get caught up to where we were because Marshall was winning. And uh, I see MJ Morris 0-for-1 and a pick. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is not good. And then you go back and see it and watch it. And, I mean, it just goes right through his receiver's hands. And just a brutal start. And I'm sure the crowd was ticked. And, uh, you know, everybody's just like, here we go. Here we go again mm-hmm. uh, with, with whatever. Then you fast forward a couple of plays. Uh, and, and after a great drive, great drive touchdown, really responded nicely. Um, then they get the ball back. High snap. He's jumping to the right. Blind throw to the left, and I don't know what the heck those receivers are doing. Nobody's blocking pick six, and you're just like, this is terrible. This is the yeah. most unlucky start imaginable. Uh, but as you said, he responded, was fantastic, threw the ball really well. And, and again, a lot of these you know, points, 21 points off of turnovers for Marshall. So you take that away, you feel much better about it. They threw it 51 times. I mean, this is a team that wants to run the football and NC State relatively stopped that, which was impressive mm-hmm. to see. And stopped Ali. Right. But when you throw it 51 times, you're going to get some good completions. And they threw it for 50 times uh, and, and 300 yards. So, you know, it is what it is. If, if you can take something away and they can beat you with your arm, great. You know, you, you deserve to to do that. But they got the dub. And it was impressive, again, to see, you know, these guys going. I thought they ran the ball better. Uh, still have a, a big ways to go there. But yeah, you, you know, know NC State, like man, it, it's only one ACC loss. You got your quarterback that you feel better about. The receivers played much better. I mean, you got a guy going for Yeah, freshman going for 100 yards, Trent Penix going for close to 100 yards. He's really – I think he's the ticket. I mean, that's kind of the the factor that we even asked Coach Dorn about, and he's like, hopefully, maybe. Uh, And if we see more of that, I feel really good about it.
1: Yep, I agree. Mac, I'm going to say something crazy that I did not think back on September 2nd when this team lost in overtime to Northern Illinois. Boston College is making a bowl. Oh! (laughs) Now, I think I said that about Georgia Tech right before they lost a bowling green, so take that with a grain of salt. Boston College are making a bowl. They beat Army 27-24. to We're going to talk about the game. Castellanos, it was rainy. It was gross. Castellanos got it done. Mm -hmm. I I think I saw a stat. He's the only FBS quarterback with over 500 yards rushing, Wow! which is really impressive. He's definitely
0: in first. I know he's in first with 500. I don't know if he's the only
1: one. But, Matt, they're making a bowl. They've got Georgia Tech. They've got Connecticut, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Miami. Beat Pitt. Let's, beat play, win Let's play win game. Let's
0: play win game. Let's play one game right Beat Connecticut. Now. Georgia Tech. Win or loss. I
1: think they lose to Georgia Tech. It's at Georgia Tech.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Coming off that win for Georgia Tech.
0: Okay.
1: It's actually a bye week for both these teams. Beat Connecticut. Okay. So they're four and four. Yep. At Syracuse, lose. Really? Four and five. Okay. Virginia Tech at home, win. Okay. Five and five. Beat Pitt on the road, six and five. Wow. Lose to Miami, six and six. Wow. Get you a bowl game, Boston College. Let's Can I give, go. You,
0: can I give you a scorching hot take? Oh uh, yes. They're bowl eligible in the next three games.
1: They beat Georgia Tech, Connecticut, and Syracuse.
0: <laughs> E-J, EJ Eddie Royal said verbatim: "Thomas Castellanos is the most exciting player with the ball in his hands in the ACC."
1: Okay. I'm glad he said exciting. He was gonna say best. <laughs> I was gonna a little confused. He but might exciting, he might have I said agreed. best
0: at first, and I looked at him so sideways, like what'd yeah. you just say? And then maybe he adjusted, it or maybe I misheard him. Maybe I misheard him.
1: Matt, he's must watch TV.
0: He is, and that's important. He's so fun to watch. That's important. That's important. I mean, yeah. four rushing touchdowns, nearly 150 yards. Crazy. Don't throw it. You know, and you know what's even funnier? I compared Boston College. And Alabama together on TV, on national TV, oh because they're both figuring out how to use their quarterback in this situation. They, they're they not used to this situation where you've got a really killer athlete that can absolutely kill people with his legs, can also figure it out with his arm, and they're having to adjust, and they're having to do the things necessary to win games, and both hitting a little bit of stride. Now, one is significantly different than the other, <laughs> but it's a very similar situation. Both are bowl teams, Mac. Both are bowl teams what I see. In
1: our minds. <laughs> well, and also Garwo rushed for 111. I mean, BC love ran the ball super well. I saw a tweet before the game. Christian Mahogany, our guy, he tweeted he tweeted a picture of him and Castellanos and said something like, that's my QB or something like that. <laughs> so this team is figuring it out. This is why college football is a long season. Oh, yeah. And Boston College is finding a way to win. Yeah.
0: And perhaps make a You love, you love a to
1: see it. You love to see it. We love to see it. Last one, a team that's not making a bowl but did win, Virginia. They beat William and Mary. Praise the Lord. That's Praise all it. I got. Praise they got good it to coming. see.
0: And it didn't look good at first. It didn't look no. good.
1: <laughs> let it me, did not.
0: Let me pull up what it was. It was, okay, it did Kelly, not. I was watching this and I was like, no way that this is about to
1: happen. No, no. I no. think. Someone tweeted at me and said, Kelly, you are very uninformed. William and Mary is a very good FCS team. And I was like. They are very good.
0: They lost to you. I, I hear week. you. They lost like I, last
1: week. It's concerning.
0: (laughs) It was thirteen to three, and I was like, "Oh Mm -mm. my gosh, this is really about to happen." But then Virginia went on to score seventeen unanswered. Great Great to see our guy Tony Musket slinging the ball all over the yard. Uh, They ran the ball exceptionally well, two hundred and twenty yards rushing. Um, Hopefully, there's another one, but maybe not. We'll
1: see. Yeah,
0: we'll see. Good job, Virginia. We
1: will see. UNC Miami this week. That's our Wednesday episode with a UNC player. So stay tuned. And then, of course, much more to come for the weekend. But Thanks for tuning in.
0: That's right, KG. Appreciate you guys. We need you to go over to YouTube. Jump in on this party. Uh, you got to see the the faces that KG makes of me when I have some of my hot takes. Exactly. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun over here. I have we an have...
1: expressive face. Very expressive. It's true.
0: Very expressive. Uh, we also need you to go over to Apple Podcasts, the OG's rate review, subscribe over there as well. We will greatly appreciate that. And of course, a big thank you to our friends over at Ingles. Couldn't do this without them. But until next time, we'll see you.